Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 110. Before we get started, we wanted to mention to you guys again, we really would love for you to join our Facebook group. So you can find it at Detour to Neverland Podcast Community. It's also linked in our show notes as well, but it has really been so much fun over the last couple of weeks. It allows us to have more of a conversation back and forth, and there's also so many wonderful people in there who are going through a similar you know, endeavor that you are, um, like-minded, and everybody's trying to grow their projects. So we would really love if you could join us over there. We're having a lot of fun. Yeah, so the other thing that is new for us is we are actually going to launch a newsletter. It's going to be a weekly email where we're going to share tips, tricks, and different strategies to help you grow your project. It is going to be kind of centered around some of the things we talk about in the podcast, but also some extra things, different blogs that we're going to be writing around the same topics that we talk about on the podcast so it's not going to be like disney news or anything since that's never been our thing so definitely be on the lookout for that if that's something you're interested in you can sign up by visiting detourtoneverland.com forward slash newsletter yep Catherine will have a blog series on there i will it's gonna be a new endeavor but i'm excited about it i have some ideas yeah so it's a great time to jump on we will probably be launching that the um it's either end of july or early august yeah it's going to be after we get back from our trip to walt disney world so now's a great time to sign up catch that first one and then we'll all grow from there so today our topic is how to use the parks as content source material i'm going to be honest this is probably the easiest one for that we've been able to talk about up to this point yeah i mean i feel like everything that we talk about and share really all of the things that we consume um, and the things that others are putting out there are all centered around Disney parks. So this is just kind of a way for us to talk through some of those things, you know, how to maybe draw inspiration and mostly just how we draw inspiration um, to kind of give you maybe some ideas. Yeah, it's interesting because we are by no means a parks podcast. There are so many other great podcasts and blogs and YouTube channels that do such an amazing job of that but we always find a way to connect it back to the parks I feel like oh yeah I mean because that's that is the ultimate happy place that's where everyone wants to be that's where you know as we're sitting here in Tennessee you know consuming all this content watching YouTube videos whatever like we're doing it because that's where we want to be yeah so Let's go ahead and jump into kind of our mindset of, of how to do this and how to incorporate the parks into your content. And I think this is both applicable applicable for content creators and product creators. So I think we can look through it, look at it through both of those lenses. Oh, for sure. So really, the first thing is that you need to find either things or places that you feel connected with. Because something that we've talked about so many times is when you are genuine about, you know, what you think or how you feel or just the way that you act and present yourself in the products and in your space, you know, it 
it makes it easier for you to connect with and you're able to connect with other people. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit sometimes I let the opinions of others shape my opinions. And that's a dangerous thing to go down. And I do think that shines through, especially when someone says why, and you don't really have (laughs) an answer for that. I mean, but there's things, you know, in social media that people like to jump onto bandwagons, especially in the parks. If you're on Twitter, that's a dangerous place to be um, for that kind of stuff. But I think just being honest and genuine about what are the places that you love most about the parks and finding other people who have that same connection. For sure. And like Brendan said, as long as, you know, you aren't trying to copy what someone else is doing, that should be your main goal. But it is important to keep in mind that you should never be afraid to cover something that someone else has covered. You know, there might be 12,000 reviews on the Crystal Palace, but your perspective, your experience, your interaction with the characters, like that is something that is you know, special and different and valuable to you. And there is going to be an audience for that. Yeah. I can say, like, when I look at reviews, I always like to do multiple. But then, like, I try to stay away from the big sites, which is maybe not a wonderful thing to do. But I always like to find someone who's just a normal park goer who they saved up money like we would have to, to go to a restaurant like that. They're not hosted. They're not whatever it might be, just someone's genuine experience. So I think it is wonderful to share those things as you feel, you know, led to. Yeah, for sure. So a new question that we've been asking on our Fast Pass round is where do you draw inspiration from inside the parks? So we thought it'd be fun for us to answer this question since it is new and it definitely goes with today's topic. So you're on the hot seat, Brendan. So my, I have two spots. Okay. Um, the first one is the hub in Magic Kingdom. I think a lot of people would say that. So, you know, specifically I like to be in between the partner statue and the castle. So right there, like front and center. Front and center. You know, you can look right and see Tomorrowland. You can look left and see Liberty Square. That's a really happy place for me. But... That's kind of the hustle and bustle aspect of it where you can do some good people watching. If I want solitude and just want to be alone between me and my camera, it is the Tree of Life Trails. Oh, that's a good one. And that really is you time because me and my sister, whenever we're with you, that's our time to go do a bug's life and you're always by yourself. Yep. So and I would love to be back there sometime. <laughs> I we can go back there. It's not it's not exclusively me time, but it is somewhere like every single time I find a new angle to take a picture of the tree of life or just a new place to sit down and it's just so slow moving back there. It is really refreshing. That's cool. So what, for me Yeah, I was about to say, what about you? It's my turn. Um, I think what I love the most about Disney World is just your typical fantasy land. And I'm not going to lie, I think I love Disney fantasy, or Disneyland fantasy land, (laughs) a lot of lands, more than Disney World. Why would you say that? I loved the aesthetic of in Disneyland, how it's just all the little, like all the dark rides are all right in there together and it's very small and together and... It feels like you're in a storybook. 
You know, like you can look up in front of you and you see the big whale, not, you know, knowing that it was a terrible ride behind it, but it's just so cute and picturesque. And I feel like that's just where I want to be. Like I grew up in a fantasy land, very sheltered, very like I didn't know anything except for Disney. And I feel like when I go there, I'm just like I'm in that place again. I feel like it. Um, Disneyland is more hidden as well, meaning like in Walt Disney World, it's very easy to like see out into other areas of the parks. So like you can be in certain areas and you can see Tomorrowland, you know, parts mm-hmm. of it pretty clearly. And then on the other side, you can, you know, it's a little less so. But if you go past Peter Pan, then you can see like the Haunted Mansion area. I feel like in Disneyland, and maybe it's just because it was our first time there, we were like in that area. Yeah. And then, you know, specifically, if you think about like rides in Fantasyland, I mean, the Mad Hatter Tea Party, that was just like every little girl's garden tea party dreamland. Like I just like I remember sitting in the little teacup and just thinking, where has this been my whole life? We rode it at night. It was beautiful. It was everything I ever needed. So was Alice in Wonderland like coming around on you? I'm still not a big fan of the story, but I loved <laughs> just the vibes that I got from the ride. Yeah. So I think the lesson to be learned there is just finding the spots that make you happiest and spending time there. Like, go sit down for a little while. I know that it's blasphemy in Walt <laughs> Disney World. Like, you're going from Fast Pass to Fast Pass to dining reservation to dining reservation and always checking the app. But that is something that we have tried to do as we've been able to go more often, luckily. We're very thankful for that. It's just sometimes to sit and take it in and see what things you can think about. Yeah, and I mean, and it's definitely still a challenge for us because we've mentioned it before. We are definitely the runaround, like chickens with your head cut off kind of people. But especially as a creator of something, you know, whatever it is that you are doing, it is important to have that quiet time to kind of reflect on how you can take in all that, you know, inspiration and actually use it instead of just constantly trying to produce videos or, you know, how can I draw this into a design? I think quiet time is very necessary. Yeah, and I didn't even think about it until you were saying that some of our biggest ideas for Detour came while we were in the parks or shortly thereafter. Especially on long long car rides. (laughs) Yeah, when we were driving back this last time, that's where we hashed out a bunch of details about the direction that we want to take it. And I don't think we would have reached that same point if we were going on a road trip to St. Louis or something, you know? Like, we had to have that time in Disney World to refresh our brains and remember what the connection is that we have with it to spark some new ideas for us. Yeah, and I think that's something that we talk about, just the two of us a lot, is that when we do go down to Disney, you know, we do want to make sure that we are still taking time for us because we can get so caught up in, you know, we want to meet up with every single person that we've ever talked to because we want to meet them in real life and we want to try all these new things and we have to go here, here, and there and do this new thing. And sometimes we just have to stop and remember that it is a vacation 
and this is for like our mental sanity also. And I think that's important for everyone. Yeah. So the last thing we wanted to mention was find a way to connect your experiences in the parks to your fans or your followers or your readers, fill in the blank, whoever it is consuming your content. So like for me, it's photography. I'm not great at photography. I know it like, and I'm perfectly like at peace with it because I like the challenge of trying to capture the beauty of the parks. Catherine, you like talking about it. Like you like sharing our experiences and the emotions that it pulls out. Yeah, I mean, I think the podcast has been my biggest way of being able to share, you know, my love for the parks and being able to talk about it with people besides my sister or Brendan, who, you know, we would just talk about the same things over and over again. So it is really important that you're sharing those experiences with people at home because just thinking about us, like we live vicariously through YouTube videos and pictures and experiences basically all day long and it it's partially because we're in the community and it's what we love but it's also just because at the end of the day like that's where we want to be and if it's a long hard day at work we would much rather come home and watch a youtube video about the park and pretend that we're there and make a list of all the things we want to do when we go back because it just brightens our mood yeah for sure and i'd say just try different things out like so many people have different preferences like i like watching ride POVs. Catherine, you hate them. (laughs) Like, there's just something for everybody. Um, And just finding your style and finding things that your audience can connect with, I think is important to sort of stick with that. For sure. Because photography, for example, is something very easy to give up. I would honestly preferably not carry all the gear with me, but I like the challenge of trying to do it and try to get better every trip. I am super interested in our trip next week to see how long this camera gear actually lasts when it's like 106 degrees. Oh, yeah. And we're, you know, traipsing through Animal Kingdom almost every day. Well, I realize that's why so many of these really great photographers have a lot of night shots because they don't carry it during the day. They leave it in the car, leave it in the hotel room, and then they take a break and come back with it. Very smart. So we might be doing that. Um as well so hopefully that is helpful for you guys and i do think it is important to recognize you don't have to be going to the parks even you know very often to be able to bring that home and apply it to your project if you're a product creator take just a couple of them with you of your products take pictures in appropriate areas because i think you put them up on etsy or on your shop and they're Lion King ears, and you're in front of the tree of life, immediately that draws a connection with somebody like, oh my gosh, that would be great to wear to Animal Kingdom one day. I'm speaking to you directly, Catherine. Oh, I know. This whole, everything about me right now is so Lion King-centered. I can't stand it. I'm so excited. But I just think there's little things like that that you can be cognizant of with a little bit of planning that can really elevate all the content that you put out. For sure. All right, so we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our partners, and then we will be back with our Disney portion of this. It's already been Disney, but... All Disney. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Orlando theme park resort, 
hotel, or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and they do the rest. It couldn't be easier. So book your Orlando stroller rental today. Head to detourtoneverland.com forward slash kingdom. Again, that's detourtoneverland.com forward slash kingdom. So, of course, if you guys have listened to a couple of these types of episodes, we always do some quotes, and then we also do some characters that apply to this. But instead of providing our own quotes, we're going to let the big man himself do this one. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. So, first off, I do have to say that I was pretty tickled with Brendan introducing Walt Disney as the big man himself, because it definitely makes you think of, like, Santa Claus. (laughs) But... Everyone loves that. We love that. It definitely tugs at all of your heartstrings. Yeah, I mean, I think there's no quote that we could provide that can do better justice than the dedication speech to Disneyland. And I think you can apply it to Walt Disney World and the international parks as well. That that same feeling of inspiration um, and pure joy, you know, transmits through everything. Yeah, and I think it's really special that he even mentioned that he wanted Disneyland to be a source of inspiration, you know, and that was part of the purpose of Disneyland. You know, it's not just something that kind of happened. It was very intentional in the way that Disneyland was designed. Yeah. So I'm not even going to add any more quotes to that one because that one, I think, perfectly sums it up. We're risking a copyright infringement by doing that. So We do not own the rights, whatever you have to say to that quote. (laughs) But I feel like it was worth it to share that uh, because I think I can't read that off. You got to hear Walt's voice saying it. So the next would be part characters that we think apply to this. And this one is a little more challenging because it's not like an idea or um like a principle Mm -hmm. it's it's more just i don't know what the right word is so we took a little bit of a different approach we just decided to talk about the characters that inspire us most yes there is a couple that are park specific so figment and orange bird i think figment more so for me is a wonderful source of inspiration say what you want about the ride but figment himself what he stands for i think really you know resonates with me yeah and then i mean of course you have to include mickey mouse in that he started it all we all have to remember that it started with him and just the story if you just think about walt's story for you know how mickey was created just kind of out of like struggle and you know, wanting to start something new. I think that's a great story. Yeah. Orange Bird. I love the history of Orange Bird. Yeah. We don't we don't know his personality as much, so he's a little bit harder to connect with. He makes good frozen treats, though. Good magnets. And good magnets from our friends at Magnetic Flux. <laughs> so the other thing were just characters in general that we draw the most inspiration from. So, Catherine, what are yours? 
So naturally, because my brain is in one place right now, I had to pick Simba. But I do think I draw a lot of inspiration from him because obviously he, you know, faced a lot of challenges. He was kind of kicked out of his home by his uncle, but he still found a way to kind of, you know, reconnect with his family and get the help that he needed from friends to kind of remember, you know, what his purpose was and, you know, what he should do. And he ultimately did the right thing and was able to, you know, restore kind of that peace and order. So I think I just draw a lot of inspiration from that because he, you know, did the right thing and he, you know, got help from the people closest to him to do that. And then, of course, I had to pick a princess of some sort. So I went with Mulan because it's a lot of the same thing. You know, she did what she felt was right by, you know, leaving and going off to fight for China, even though that was definitely not what she was supposed to do. Um, and I just think she's like a good role model, a strong character, um, you know, girl power all the way, all those good things. So I definitely have a soft spot for Mulan. Yeah. So my two, the first one I think is pretty obvious. I mention it all the time, but it's Peter Pan. Just that, you know, never growing up mentality is something that I've always tried to live by. We have a quote on our wall in our office. The moment you doubt whether you can fly, you cease forever to be able to do it. Peter is so wise um, and so much fun. So Peter's an obvious one for me. And then Tiana. And you mentioned her a lot too. <laughs> I love Princess and the Frog. It is such a good movie. I just love everything that Tiana stands for. And she's a great chef. So and we love Cajun food. We do. So those are my two. I've had a lot of fun chatting about this one. We were a little bit all over the place, but hopefully you guys were able to draw some value out of it. I agree. So join our Facebook group. Join our newsletter. You can find the links to both of those in our show notes as well. We'll be back on Monday with our friend Lou, who runs the Disney BR podcast, which is a Brazilian podcast. Lots of fun to chat with her. Lots of fun. So we're going international. Hope you guys can join us for that one. And then, we'll, of course, we'll be in the parks next week as well. So follow us on Instagram to see some of our stories, see some new things that we test out. And, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to us, and we will be back next week. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.